Well, welcome everybody back to the Faith Tech Podcast. My name is James Kelly. I have this amazing honor privilege to help lead this global tech community for Christ. Man, I adore you guys so much. Love this community. Today, I had an awesome, long, good conversation with Terry Storch, co-founder of Uversion, COO of Uversion, and so many other things that he's helping lead out of Life Church. And we are actually going to try something a little different. We've been obviously experimenting, trying to figure out what works with this podcast. And, um, you know, we're going to try this long conversation in one form. I think it's like an hour and a half. And it just goes into so many great things. And we thought, why don't we just put it all out on one episode? And we love your feedback. And so if you've been tracking with us and you're like, I've, I've heard up till now, I love long form, you know, just put the whole thing out there. It'd be great to hear that. If you're kind of like, no, stick with the short stuff, that's great too. We are genuinely wanting to build this um, podcast in a, in a way that's helpful and useful. Because um, what? Why would we do it otherwise? And so, uh, hopefully, if you're tracking with us, let us know. But here we go with a good long conversation with Terry Storch. We get into all sorts of great conversation, guys. Uh, we go into why, how did Uversion start? And what have been the difficult moments? He had so many failures before Uversion. And what that what's that journey been like? The ups and downs of doing Uversion. And we get into this whole space of starting a virtual church. That was their first project before doing Uversion. And even now, what's what's the status of Uversion? Where is it going? Um, what's great about Terry is he's got so many good leadership lessons. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a leader of other people, Terry's got some great input on that. And he is a pastor through and through, man. So such a word of encouragement all throughout that I so deeply enjoyed. And so I hope and pray that this is a conversation that fills your heart and helps you lead out in the spheres that God has called you to in and around technology. My conversation with Terry Storch, here we go. All right, well, Terry, man, I am so blessed by you. Um, I am so thankful that we have this time to have this conversation Welcome into this small little community of faith techers. I don't even know faith techers. I just made that up. I don't think we've Sounds ever great. used that. Yeah, you. Uh, it, we're using it from here on out. All Good right. job. Done yep. deal. Yep. Done deal. Well, what's man, up, faith I got techers? Faith techers. Here we go. <laughs> oh man. Hey, so we we've had a chance over the years to chat. We were just joking yeah. before we hit record here that. I mean, when we first connected, uh, you know, Faith Tech was, I think, probably just a couple cities um, just kind of asking, hey, God, what, what is this thing? What are we going to be doing? And by God's grace, um, yeah, Faith Tech's a community now around the world. And likewise, Uversion was obviously really big uh, when we first chatted. But, dude, so much amazing stuff just keeps happening in your world. And, mm-hmm. uh I'm eager to, to dive into it. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah, thanks for having me. And and man, I just uh, I want to just like commend you. And I mean, you took a you took a pretty big leap to start this thing called Faith Tech, mm-hmm. and had a lot of faith, you know, uh, in you know in that. And man, I just want to honor you in front of your community and and just 
for responding the way you did to what, what, what a call that God put on your life and just jumped out and, and did this. And um, it's, it's sometimes easy, like in today's state now, we were talking about your team and what that is now, to say, well, of course you would have done that. But, mm. but I think looking back at those early conversations, man, I just, I just want to say thank you um, mm. for, for, for stepping out and doing this and serving this community in the way that you did, mm. um, which was a really big leap of faith. Um, and so just thank you. And Thanks, uh, I hope that, I hope that that and uh, just alone can inspire some that may be mm. at that at that phase in their own life and mm. things on paper and those things like might not necessarily align or make sense right. in, in so many of the, the worldly things that we can, that we can look at and, and try and gauge, does it make sense? But um, just thank you. And mm. uh, thank you for serving this community and giving your life to it. Um, mm. um, well, so thanks, many lives Gary. have been touched and changed by it. So thank you. I appreciate that. And I know we were just praying before we hit record and yeah, that passage in Galatians, they serve one another humbly in love. And it's like, how do we do that all the time? Is this this constant pursuit? And I, it's cool. Even just, just mentioning origin story. It's like, I'd love for you to take us to yours. Like (laughs) you are the co-founder of you version. And I mean, the vast majority of anyone listening to this have version Bible app on their phone. Right. Um, it has become uh, just a, an app that's allowed. How many, you know, we're talking mass, like hundreds of millions of people all around the world to be able to, to read scripture. And so just like, what happened there? Like, what was that <laughs> moment when you're like, what is this? Should we do it? And yeah. I'd love to hear that story from your, your vantage point. Yeah, so so um, I'll uh, kind of give a little bit of a framework for that because there's all sorts of ways to tell the story, if you will. Mm. But um, yeah, in in 2006, um, my my wife and I just um, felt the call to um, step out in faith and and transition out of a great ministry that we had been a part of for a really long time. Um, don't have time here to really go into it, but that was that was the church and the ministry that I came to know Jesus personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I didn't grow up I didn't grow up with faith. I didn't grow up in that household. And this church um, just uh, impacted me at one of the deepest, darkest points of my life. And 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 I met Jesus in the midst of wow. that. The first. The first time I walked through the, the, the doors of a, of a church as an adult, my life was changed. Um, wow. And so, so, so that and all of the things that kind of play into all of that made um, leaving that ministry pretty challenging and pretty hard. And uh, um, that, uh, that church happened to also be the, uh, the church that my wife's parents um, were founding members of. And so lots of roots, um, if you will. But similar, you know, similar to what uh, what I think you you know what you had to go through, just this leap of faith that that we knew without a shadow of a doubt that that God was calling us um, mm. um, 
to uh, the wilderness known as Oklahoma. Um, and, uh, and, and I love it now, but uh, I didn't then. Um, and, and to come, you know, to come here and follow a call and to follow a, uh, a passion that Bobby Grunewald and, and Life Church had, um, that was just so in line with my heart of how do we leverage technology to impact the world, um, that was that was that was a part of my job before, but just a part of it. Um, mm. And this this just resonated to be all that I am. That that this is what I get to do. And so we um, we did. We 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 uh, we left uh, we left Dallas Fort Worth area and uh, moved up here. And I started first uh, um, of January in two thousand and seven. And we we coined the word digerati from uh, Seth Godin and and kind of kind of uh, inherited that, and I became mm-hmm. the digerati pastor, um, which was awesome because nobody knew what that was, so I didn't have How to like describe what I did. How many times you have to explain? Yeah. Sorry, you're a pastor of what? Yeah. How much? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Ex- right. All the time. Um, <laughs> you know. So 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 I joined and. Um, Part of that joining story is really interesting. Like right now, we we we're living in a world of now. Facebook has changed their name to Meta, and the whole metaverse is is this real thing. And what's super funny to me about that is the very first project that I started um, and that we rolled out here at Life Church was we built the very first church in Second Life, the original right. metaverse. Um, and so that was my very first project and, and worked all through the evenings because we, we worked with this group in, in China to build all mm-hmm. of that out. And, and kind of the heart of Digerati and what Bobby and I um, were doing back then was it was really just skunk works. It was like, what are the ideas? What do we mm-hmm. want to try? What do we want to throw against the wall? Um, and and version um, wasn't one of the first ones. It came later. And the the longer part of the story, and I'll just sit real quick, is like Bobby already had the idea of version before I even came. And, yeah. and we didn't even talk about it. I didn't even know about it. It was in his archive of like thoughts and ideas. Yeah. And so I think it was about project number four that um, mm. we just sat down. And he's like, hey, so I, I registered this domain um, version and kind of have this idea just around like we we need to we need to do something with the bible um mm. and that's kind of how it started and my background ironically we're here on a podcast which is super super popular and common now in 2022 um i launched a podcast in 2005 um <laughs> and and was really into the blogging world and to give all of the credit i was pulled into it mm-hmm. um i didn't think it was going to do anything i thought it was kind of silly um, but a guy that I worked with and a dear friend of mine now, Brian Bailey, um, was just huge advocate for what blogging could be and how mm. it can impact the church um, and kind of intersecting that world back then, which it was um, all about every user in the world is a publisher now and right. everyone can, you know, can create content. 
And so, so he had this thought about writing a book, um, and I am not really a great writer, um, but I knew a lot of people, and so we partnered up in writing uh, writing a book called The Blogging Church, mm-hmm. um, and and it's not even fair to say we wrote it. I, I didn't do anything. I, I interviewed pastors, and I, I used influence to, to get people to be a part of the book. That was my mm-hmm. contribution. Um, and so, so all of these realities that I kind of connected with and understood from blogging and the immersion of, of um, YouTube, which was pre-Google back then, and, and all of this content that lived in the world, when we sat down with this thought of version, that was just a reality of what I'd come from. And it was like, how do we, how do we help people see Scripture um, everywhere that they go, and mm. and could we use visuals, and could there be this connectivity of, I was reading a blog, and then boom, there's scripture in it, or a YouTube video, or or uh, um, if you remember Flickr, the very first you know uh, photo sharing within yeah. that, and so so the expression of how does the Bible intersect all of these things that are happening in the world, and mm. um, and and just making sure that heart was there. Um, was kind of the first idea, and we 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 sat in his uh, home theater room, and I didn't have whiteboards, so so I had all those big post-it notes, and and we just did what we did for years after that is we started talking and I'm a visual drawer and kind of that, uh, that, that hack designer, if you will. And we just started building it all out. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and the heart there was just, just how do we make scripture as accessible as possible? And in a world of relevance of how do we, how do we get the heart and, and center of that relevance, um, Mm -hmm. within this, this publishing community, um, was was a bit of that that early 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 days. Um, Do you and f- yeah? As a, as a moment of pause, uh, yeah. Besides the uh, going into second life, do you remember what yeah. some of those scrappy first three projects were pre U version? Mm. Yeah, they were pretty nope. horrible. <laughs> they they died they died really 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 quickly. But what a classic! Um, what a like important lesson right there right like you guys go hey what's this second life thing Mm -hmm. and part of your answering of what is it is to venture into it into it right and i love that heart of like we will try things to learn things and we will test things and i know i remember when i first got in more into this uh, space of faith and technology, and I first heard that story. I was like, "Oh, dude, they must have dealt with so much pushback." When you're hammering out a church in Second Life, yeah. what was like? Take me there for a moment, because even that side story is like, you know, because now yeah. you've got like uh, the rise of VR, and yeah. you know, you've got so much in this space happening now, but. It- Anyway, was, I'm just curious on the what that even is the, that was like. The wild, wild west is what that was like. <laughs> um, you know, the the um, there are so many stories that I don't know based on our audience that would be very appropriate. Um, but the <laughs> the um, the types of avatars that would show up to church right. um, were 
wherever you allow your mind to go, like, like go further, and that's wow. the types of avatars that would show up to church. Um, we uh, one of the funniest stories, and I told this. Um, I, I do a, a new team member lunch with all new team members that get hired in a period mm-hmm. of time, and had a new team member lunch, and I was telling the story and. Um, I'll, I, I'll, I won't say what avatar walked in the door, but this avatar walked in the door, um, and, and it was pretty vulgar. Um, and, and about three minutes after that happened, our, our receptionist answered the phone, um, in our physical location. Mm. And the person on the phone said, oh my gosh, there is a 15 foot fill in the blank in church right now. Um, and the receptionist is like, what? And they call security and all, and it was all in second life. Um, and they had no (laughs) earthly idea what was going on. Um, but it was, it was the wild, wild west. We, um, security um, comes to like the front door of the physical church. It's like, what, What's going Come, on? What's happening? It's like, no, 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 no. It's all virtual. It's all in, in Second Life. It's totally fine. Um, and But he, here's the thing that we learned in that. We, we eventually stopped doing Second Life because it just the, – the, the return on investment was no longer there. But we mm. learned so much in it. And what we learned, and, and, and we still value this in what we do with Church Online, is the power of anonymity, is that people being able to come into an environment that welcomed them, and there was a bit of anonymity along those lines, the, the, the heartbreaking stories and, and the real element of what's going on inside mm. of them, they would freely share with our team and with our pastors and the, the opportunities to minister in that space. Mm. Um, when, when all of our, our veils are dropped and all of these facades that, that we like to put on because um, we're supposed to have it all together or whatever it is, that, that when the veils come off and we can have real intimate conversations around, you know, around what's going on in their life and God and, and all of those things, we learned that the second that we launched Second Life. Um, and there were some really tough things to navigate and to deal with, and, but but th- that was just a beautiful thing within that community, and that we learned, and mm-hmm. and 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 we we remain that value, and pretty much everything that we still continue to do is we we always want to allow. If people want to be anonymous, um, they have that space to do it. We desire, you know, for people to come out of anonymity and to be known and right. and to cared for, and we want to invite them into that. But 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 trust has to be you know gained in that. And so many people walk through our doors or open our apps or whatever it is, um, and and trust isn't there yet. And so how do we just allow them? To, to be able to be anonymous along those lines and build that trust and, and develop that and, and then um, move towards connection and care and love yeah. and, and help in that. And so... Well, and I think, too, uh, in these conversations around being anonymous um, is I think the, the first thing we think about is we know we get more courageous when we're anonymous but I think because the, the loud voice is the darkness within us comes out as way of like 
anger and we we yeah. say things that we wouldn't say if someone was present with us when mm-hmm. we're anonymous and i think yeah. that gets most of the attention so when it we does. think anonymity and digital we're thinking almost like instantly about all of the negative right and yeah. no doubt that yeah. exists and there's a danger yeah. to that courage because it's like the whole gospel vision is jesus is always with you right and yes. i love the Amen. classic like children's idea would you do it with Jesus, you know, right beside you? And you're like, no. Yeah. And you're like, he's in you if right. if you are following Jesus and you've given your life to Jesus. So um, he's in you. But I think we miss this other side of it is that that courage can yeah. also translate to sharing the yeah. darkest hurts we have. And it's yeah. like we have this one side project, a project of Fate Tech is called Searching for Hope. The whole tagline mm-hmm. is buying up the world's worst domains and redeeming them for Jesus. So this yeah. project team yeah. owns like how to kill yourself.org, how to buy yeah. sex, how to buy yeah. cocaine, how to murder someone, like yeah. just horrible websites. And they're building them all in a way that we know yeah. in our anonymity we're Google searching, like, yeah. I hate myself. Yeah. And we're trying to find somebody to help us or something. Yeah. We don't even know what yeah. we're looking for sometimes. And so 100%. I think, like, I find that we're missing the opportunity of the courage that comes with anonymity to translate that to, like, real, genuine, loving relationship, you know, knowing Jesus Christ and, and others. Yeah. And so I just yeah. love that you guys have that shared heart what you're doing yeah yeah i think a point that you made within that that we all um need to guard against and and just fight against it's the edges right it's mm-hmm. it's that that natural natural potentially human tendency of like to to find those that that, that edge um you're absolutely right like on those frays and on those edges there is lots of challenges with anonymity and and all of that is true and man we could go into all sorts of uh, um, polarizing conversations of where that you know of where that exists um, but but man we've got to force ourselves to move off of those edges and mm-hmm. and not just live in in this dualistic you know thinking and and move move more into a space and make sure that we're we're not we're, we're not just ignoring some of those valuable things that can yeah. be that can be there um so then so, so yeah so then uh looping us back to the you version narrative yeah yep, yep, that's yep. the that's a beautiful tangent right there yeah. i love <laughs> love good tangents man. <laughs> yep. um yep. is uh so you version gets going i'm assuming yeah. like what was this i'm really interested because i think we hear a lot like i hear a lot around the impact now and but yeah. like what were the first like year what was that like failure of... failure was the first year okay <laughs> yeah, so 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 that website that we talk about that we put a lot of energy that we put a lot of energy in had a lot of of ideas and desires and wants and and uh, you know revolution language and just you know movement language and all of that you know the 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 easiest way to describe that is is that it failed mm. um, you know the we- the website didn't work um, um, how how we talk about that today because this is also true is that 
out of failure when done right, lots of learnings came out of that. So, right. so the heart of it, um, there were so many things that we learned, but the practical application of what we delivered as a product and what uversion.com was in those times failed. It was super clunky. The The tech wasn't great. Um, the execution wasn't great. All of those things were challenged, um, were challenged by it. And so that failed. And what, what, um, areas of our uh, of our of our country today have so brilliantly um, kind of leveraged this word pivot, um, right. um, which is something failed. And what are we going to do with that failure? We'll pivot. Um, you know, our big pivot was a, a a a concept that lived inside of Bobby and I both. You know, I I was an ordained pastor. I was ordained in '99, and Bobby was a pastor as well. And and one of the things for us is that, you know, um, it, f- for me, it may have been for Bobby, but for me at that time, I didn't have this thought when we built the first U version, but it came later, um, is that I am a pastor. I know I'm supposed to be reading the Bible more than I am, but it sits on my coffee table or it sits on my nightstand and I don't open it up nearly as often as they should. And it is not a central part of of me. And there was always a bit of guilt, you know, from that. Um, and, and so that, that thought in me came later. Um, and you being in Waterloo, um, you know, that this little thing that some of our listeners might not even know anymore of this BlackBerry device, this mobile device, the CrackBerry, the, huh? the CrackBerry <laughs> In in that 2000, you know, in that 2007 realm, like the CrackBerry was on everybody's belt, uh, right. and and it was the messaging device of all messaging devices. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my opinion, like still, like what it was as a two way messaging device, I don't know that 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 anything has still to this day tech beat it. Um, but it was omnipresent. It was with you everywhere that you go, um, for good or bad. And I'm sure we'll get into that later. Um, and, and this pivot thought was like, okay, the web didn't work, but we have this Blackberry with us everywhere that we go. What would it look like if we did the opposite of what we were trying to do on the web and we dumbed this thing down as Mm. simple as we possibly can get it and get it on this monochrome little bitty screen? Um, What would happen if we did that? And and everybody thought we were crazy is because like like it's a tiny screen you know right. you you did email at best um, at that and like we're trying to take this monster book and shove it into this little screen right and so we did that and and what we saw out of that was remarkable like like mm. like literally four times the amount of traffic um, that was going to uversion.com uh, version.com that started going to the our our WAP our mobile version um, into you know into the BlackBerry and and we're like man we're on to something wow. and and so not only was that traffic going up but what what Bobby and I both um, were experiencing is like like accessibility to God's word changed my interaction you know is like i had it with me everywhere that i went 
And that just shifted my ability to engage with it. Um, and and so, so I saw that. Bobby saw that personally. I think the traffic gave us the indication of that others, you know, were, were having that same experience of that, that the Bible accessible everywhere that we went was starting to touch and impact. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we knew we were on to something. What's, uh, and, yeah. I'm always curious too, when, uh, anytime I hear a story of it just took off, I'm yeah. always wondering like, what does that mean? And I, I'm mm-hmm. curious, I don't know if you remember back, like when that yeah. did start to get, is it people... Was it people searching like Bible and then they found you guys or was it, you know, did you have that data of like, wow, everybody's just getting this on their phone. We don't know where, but it doesn't matter. Let's just keep going. Do you even remember how people started finding that? So, so accessibility of data back then was a little different than it is, you know, than it is today. But here's one thing that, that this entire story, if it tells just one narrative what I want it to tell is that that we are not smart enough to do what what happened um, mm. because here's the next touch point that came along that tied into that which had nothing to do with us um, um, us didn't even know that the Bible was licensed. That's how stupid we were. Um, we found that out later. And so just just like remember that, like, like we, we, we're Bible idiots. Um, and but what in that time frame, so that was late 2007. Um, we started seeing we started seeing kind of this growth and this traction along the lines and moved into the BlackBerry world, but not too much longer. Um, the the first iPhone launched. Um, that the first iPhone launch did not have apps on it, so it only had a browser. So a lot of that traffic coming up was accessibility on you know on mobile devices with all of these brand new iPhone users. And so back in those days, Blackberries were very much the corporate device, right. but the majority of the population didn't have, you know, uh, the web in their pocket at the time. You know, they were, they were more dumb phones. The, the first Apple iPhone changed that game. It, it right. moved consumers into, you know, having, um, having the web in their pocket. And that just so happened to kind of collide with with that growth of that time, which, you know, just that everything entrepreneurs, first mover advantage, blue ocean, only all of those things were just colliding um, that that there is no way that we were good enough. We didn't know that. We didn't predict that. None of that was on our radar at all. It just happened. Um what also wasn't on our radar at all, and we kind of we kind of joke about it now. We we actually went down a patenting process to patent uversion.com because it was the very first time that you could annotate a book because you could highlight things, you could bookmark things, you could take notes on it that never existed before. And wow. so we went down the process to patent that, which. It, it became too wide and it didn't happen, but kind of our thing that we talk about today is like if that would have happened, <laughs> we would own the – Amazon.com for Kindle would be licensing – it would be licensing that technology from wow. you know Life Church if that would have happened. Now, obviously, it didn't in this yeah. big if game. But like that, those were all like the crazy things in those early days. 
um, that we had no idea what we were doing. We just yeah. did it wow. and just stepped off. And so, so the iPhone launched. And then I think what most people like correlate with the story is then the second generation of the iPhone is when Steve Jobs announced the App Store. App Store, yeah. Um, and, and that came the, the, the July of 2008. So it was in the second iteration of the iPhone Got that it. the App Store launched. And... Um, we had a uh, we had an 18 year old we had an 18 year old kid on our team that loved all things Apple and Mac and his name's Sam and great 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 kid and he he built Quartz apps and knew how to develop in the Mac uh, environment mm-hmm. um, and we just asked him is like hey what do you think about building you know what do you think about building an iPhone app and of course you know an 18 year old right. kid that loves all that I was like absolutely um, and so so we just went for it. And and built the very first um, um, Bible app and submitted it into just this black box, black hole. Um, what the App Store world is today doesn't look mm-hmm. any. I mean, it was wild, wild west for Apple. Apple had no idea what they were doing. There was right. no feedback loops. It was just, uh, it was it was rough. We had no clue. Um, and two really interesting things, and we're way down rabbit holes. I'm sorry, this is going to be oh, longer this than is, we this wanted, is, but there is no rabbit hole; <laughs> they don't true. exist um, in this yeah. conversation. Yeah. So, so, so two really interesting things in 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 our story um, kind of go back to this: is that um, uh, both of these were the day before we launched the app. So, hopefully, entrepreneurs uh, can resonate with with those last minute changes. Um, number one is we we were reading a TechCrunch article, which was still pretty popular today, but it was like the the yeah. thing, and we read about this analytics company um, that had an SDK um, that you could put inside your your iOS your your iPhone app. And and we weren't even thinking about data at all. It was in no no view of our mind. But we read this and it's like, oh my gosh, we have to have this. Um, and so so we threw that in at the very last minute. Mm. Um, and Good the lesson other right thing, there in just staying yeah. up to date. Yeah. You know, here and there, kind of re- yeah. just read. That's a good lesson. Yeah. <laughs> read stuff. Yeah. So anyway, read. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Get input. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so we did that, and that'll play into the story here in a bit. And the other one is, um, Bobby. Uh, Bobby called me um, the day before. The day before we were we were pushing to the app store, and he's like, like, like Terry. I know our brand is you version. I know that what's what we're doing, but. But man, there is so much awareness of the Bible, and there's no awareness of you version. He's like, "What would you think about changing our app name to just Bible?" Uh, this was the day before, and I'm like, "I think that's brilliant. I I don't know why we wouldn't do that." Um, and so, so day before, we changed our app name from you version to Bible, and and I am pretty confident. Two like monumental things happen out of those very last minute decisions. One, God, you, there, nobody would have searched you version that we we would not even be having this discussion today if that wouldn't have been changed. Um, and then the other thing that we probably wouldn't be having this discussion today because I don't know that we would have kept going is that 
it was visibility of the data of like what was going on the other end that was mm. a black hole to us. Um, it was it was three days later. We 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 went live on a Friday and data was accessible. That that three days later on Sunday that we looked and we saw. In that first window, we saw just over 82,000, almost 83,000 installs happened in that short little period of time. And like in our worldview, um, like at at the scope of our church and our reach of a church, like like to think that in a three-day window, we deploy this app and over, you know, almost 83,000 people had it in that period of time, like mind blown. And like a part-time job for that 18-year-old kid became a full-time job. Right. And like that, that became the tiger by the tail. Um, but but without access to that data, we wouldn't have known. It's like, right. I, I don't know. You know, we got some people on Twitter saying it's kind of cool and all of that. And, and I'm pretty confident without that, we wouldn't have went all in. We wouldn't have, mm. you know, really chased after that because we wouldn't have known. And mm. so... Um, those are those are like big oh, parts so of that cool. story that um, that that I'm pretty uh, pretty thankful for. Now I, I I know sometimes in stories like kind of origin stories we can be it's easy to now go okay Terry well, well, let's skip through everything what's happening now and the numbers mm-hmm. and all this cool stuff and I know um, even in our story sometimes I'm be like oh this was the origin story. Fast forward five years and here yeah. where we are. It's easy yeah. to do that, but I'm curious. All of these other key moments would have had to happen now to get to yeah. where you are yeah. now. Yeah. And yeah. The, the work God's doing through you guys and, and you version. And can you think now, go, going from that origin story um, of getting it on Apple and the App Store to now, like, are there a couple moments along the way where you go, yeah. Man, this was that moment where we're like, we're so thankful that happened. Um, yeah. You know, here's where, where my mind goes because it's a little bit of the space that we're in today. And I, I think one of the disservices that um, that we can accidentally do with, like, telling our narratives and our story is, like, like – it, it can accidentally come across as just an up and to the right. You know, it was just like, it was just a rocket ship and it was amazing. And, ah, uh, um, and the disservice that that does is like, that's just not true. I mean, there were some dark night of the soul, you know, just mm-hmm. challenges all along the way. And, you know, the dips where where you just can't break through and you can't figure it out and you got team that's burnt out and all of those and so 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 I don't want to do a disservice and make it feel like an up and to the right and you know it was 83,000 to 533 you know million today and yeah um you know, you can do it too. You, you can you do know, it too. Yes, easy. yes. Yeah. And and it's all growth hacking. You don't need anything. It's all right, accessible. Right, right. Just roll. Um, and. You know, I think the things that I look back on that um, um, that are probably the most um, instrumental in me and remembering is is just elements, you know, that I that that I don't coin, but you just know of like, like the life cycles of an organization and like those the those early life cycles of those um, those startup that go go and it's all adrenaline and it's all energy. Um, 
man, in every organizational life cycle, you're going to run into roadblocks. You're going to run into dips. Um, um, complexity comes in all of the, you know, things that feel really good. We talked before of, of your team's growing and growth, but man, the, the, the dark side of a team growing is complexity comes, you know, and all of those things come. And, you know, I'm, I, I, I look, you know, I look back at, um, a team that was just so passionate and we were scrapping for it. Um, but we were burning the candle on both ends and, and it was just that, you know, that tiger by the tail and as beautiful as, as what it kind of sounds today, you know, there was, there were some really, really tough, you know, tough mm-hmm. times. There were, um, there were team members that didn't make it, you know, there were team members that, um, that, that stepped out and, and, um, Thankfully today, I uh, still go to lunch with many of those, you know, many of those guys. And um, but but those were some of the really, really hard, hard things that we had to go through. Um, I was a much younger leader then and and uh, not not quite as gray and mature. Um, and uh, I was uh, I was not a recovering alcoholic. Uh, and, uh, well, that's a whole other topic. A recovering workaholic at the time, um, like I am today, I was deep in the middle of workaholism. Um, and when you take when you take that at aspect and you put the kingdom work and the growth of it, I mean, it is you know it is a, a drug, um, mm. and and that was a, that was a big challenge. And so, um, um, I think so too, like so the, I think yeah. too, what's just kind of challenging in in that too, like I find, and this is just something to work out is like. I find few stories where um, there wasn't some, like, major sacrifice of time in order to grow something. And I think, like, I look back and reflect, and it's like a lot of people look back on that and go, okay, I'm not, you know, like, God's taught me a lot. But I feel like it can be hard, too, for people that are entrepreneurs to go, like, so often I hear the narrative of, like, just major sacrifice working crazy hours and I don't want to do that again um but that's kind of also tied to yeah the story of growth and it's like yep. how do we um like how does somebody build a company right from the scratch that's like man we we didn't have that as part mm-hmm. of the narrative and uh yeah you know and and so, anyway, I'm just kind of speaking that out because yeah. I know that's a challenge even that I kind of work out and trying to think through in the middle of all yeah. that. Um, the, uh, the, the, there's, a, there's a book that's been a huge part of my life um, that, I, that I've drawn so much from, and I've read it five times, and I could mm. uh, probably need to read it every year. Um, and it's called Falling Upward um, okay. by an author, author Richard Rohr, and... Um, he, in his own mind, um, yeah, p- people either love him or hate him. Um, but the whole concept that he talks about, and, and I think it applies a little bit here, is is 
um, I'm going to oversimplify the, the theology and the thought behind it, but it's it's he kind of takes um, he kind of takes our lives and he says that there's a first half of life and a second half of life, um, and it's not always time oriented. It's kind of maturity from God oriented, and our first half of life. Um, the ego is very involved, and it's a, it's a necessary um, part of our life, and, and he describes it as we're building our box. We're trying to understand who we are and what that box is, and, and the ego needs to know what those boundaries are and what that, what that is. And we, we come to the end of that phase of life and, and that first phase of life of, of understanding our box, and we mature into a second phase of our life and becoming comfortable with that box and living mm-hmm. from it. And we're no longer trying to define it and no longer trying to get our identity from it or any of those first half of life. And mm-hmm. and and it just is what it is. And there's this comfort coming from that. And and, and what it describes as the, the, the great tragedy of life is those that never get out of first phase, that they're mm-hmm. always trying to figure out that ego and always trying to um, understand where my identity comes from and all of those, you know, and all of those things. And they never get get to a place that they can live from it. And I think my uh, uh, connector with what you're saying is that um, I do think that there can still be healthy ways to start a company, mm. but I think that there there is just a reality with a first half of life. Um, there is a reality of I've got to build the box and i got to go through all of those learnings and those things. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of it, I still need to keep my my priorities with Jesus and all of those. But yeah. but there's the first half of that, and then there's a second half, um, and and I think that that plays into life cycles of organizations and all of those things as well too. Um, and there's just a difference in a startup and a large org, and and yeah. we're we're by no means a large org. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's just where my mind goes, you know, my mind yeah, goes and I, I would say too, um, when I've been asked about our journey, I would say right near the beginning of faith, like, like for sure my journey is tied to a lot of hard work as well. But I would say the biggest thing, um, I had one mentor really early on said, you need that team of mentors, advisors that maybe I'll snag your language in the sense of like, have that box, know their identity. They've been through this kind of very difficult seasons, ups and downs, and they can speak the words you're essentially speaking now, Terry, into your life early. And you're going to push on it. You're going to, cause you're, you're still figuring all that out perhaps, but you know, to have that person that's going to go or the handful of people that are going to go, okay, you got to keep working on figuring out that identity, figuring out who you are and, you know, your priorities and getting those all in place. Like, it's just one of those things for me early on and to this day is one of the most valuable things I could possibly have in my life in general, but then also in trying to lead um, people and an organization is like that team of people that push me, that have clarity on who they are to push me on who I am. And, um, so, yeah, I think I think there's a way to do the startup life in a way that doesn't consume an individual. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, it's 
hard to imagine it's devoid of very hard work still um yeah so, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, you, yeah man what 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 i could not agree more with and want to make sure that anyone listening hears it is surrounding yourself with the right people mm-hmm. um i can't remember where i where i got this language um i didn't come up with it um but uh the writer talked about having a personal board of advisors yes. um and and he talked he talked about making sure that in whatever we're doing that we like like really understand what each one does for us, you know, and, and getting the best of the best in those categories, if you will. And that was, that was something that I learned, um, early on. Um, and, and it helped in a ton. Mm. Um, now one of the things is having that, hearing it is you know so so one is the recognizing i'm going to have it number two is is seeking feedback um but then number three which is the the biggest and most is that am i going to do something with that feedback Mm. um and so we can have that and we can get that input but then we still need to make sure that we do something with that and Mm. that's kind of that's kind of the self-leadership standpoint self-awareness is really really good um, but it's actually horrible if I have all of the self-awareness and I have no self-leadership to do anything with it. Good. Um, and so, Good. so that's, that's kind of where that rubber meets the road. And in, in those early days, I can, I can honestly say that, that I had the first two, um, but, but I, I didn't, um, I didn't self-lead really well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there was, there was some, uh, bodies and challenges mm-hmm. that came with that, that I'm not yeah. proud of, um, and and uh, yeah, any anything I can do to help others not make some of those mistakes, I, yeah. I try and you know invest in today and not do that. So in the U version story now, um, the next two pieces to to bring picture to would yeah. be the the present and the future. And so yeah. Yeah. I'd love yeah. to hear present. Um, where where are things at? And I think. Um, I'd love to touch on the church piece because yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, the cool yeah. timing yeah, here, you guys just released, you know, um, something tied to the church. I, I mm-hmm. won't say too much. I'll let you speak to it, but yeah, just kind of where that's at, because that's such a fascinating, um, product that I think you guys are, are, are rolling out. So kind of the present and then, you know, next we'll go, okay, where, where's some of this going? Where's What's going? What are you guys yep. thinking? What, what can you speak to on that? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for that. Um, you know, so so where where we stand today, um, you know, not not too long ago, we had a great opportunity to celebrate God and celebrate our community of just hitting that five hundred million um, that five hundred million yeah. milestone. Um, and I, I I really do say that that is a celebration of what God has done and celebrating our community. Um, you've heard enough of our story to know. It's like, man, we're not that good. Um, right, right. It, it is, is that totally 500 uh, downloads or is that 500 unique users? It It is what what's nearly impossible um, from a unique user standpoint. W- what we say is it's 500 million unique devices. Now, Got what's it. really, really challenging along those lines is device churn. But, you know, however many iPhones you've had or devices you've had since you've been a version user, let's just say that you had 10, you know, so you're counted 10 times um, on that on that device standpoint. And so, yeah, yeah, so. 
Um, so definitely not unique users, you know, from that standpoint right. on the on the on the device download standpoint or app download standpoint. Um, but it does not count. Like if you've downloaded it seven times on one device, that just counts as once. One. There's the unique right. identifier. So you're of that. still yeah. counting. So, like, say I had it ten times. I was mm-hmm. experiencing the Bible each of those times, right? So mm-hmm. it's still accounting for yep. people experiencing the, yeah, the application, no doubt. Yep. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 um, growth has been has been pretty astronomical beyond anything we would have imagined. Continues, you know, at a truck of you know five plus million new you know devices downloading it every month um but and and those like me just being on it i mean those are fun vanity numbers the big numbers that's that's really great um and and we we love people having access to god's words so so growth on that front's really important to us because it's not about a number it's about man here's somebody that has access you know to the bible um, but beyond access for us is engagement. You know, it's it's kind of the story how it began in the beginning. Access to the Bible wasn't my problem. It sat on my shelf, you know, and it right. sat on my, you know, but but at least I, I needed it. Um, but the engagement part is is kind of the key from that standpoint. So. So we're very much into like how is engagement happening? Where globally is it happening? Things that we have access to data today, like we didn't, you know, way back in the beginning, is knowing um, we the, the the causality. I don't know, but but man, ever since the Russian Ukrainian war going on, like our numbers of usage inside the Bible app in Europe have just gone through the roof. Wow. Um, 43% up in in the country of France, 42% in Poland. Hungary is up nearly 30%. Um, and so so is it a causation? Is it, I don't know. But seeing, you know, seeing that um, we we really are in tune with like where globally are we seeing lift and engagement and um and what's causing that and what can we do to push on that flywheel um, not because we we are you know fighting for someone's attention so we can sell advertising and all of that but in an attention economy um, man, I want to make sure that anything that I can do with the purest of heart to have God's word at the mm-hmm. center of somebody's life as much as possible, we're going to do all of those things. Wow. And so leaning heavy into that. And so we're, we're seeing all sorts of areas of the world. Man, South America is also just going, you know, going gangbusters. Um, and, and so leaning into those, leaning into those areas, um, are kind of what's happening today and what we're, you know, what we're, we're really, um, identifying and spending, spending energy in those spaces. So one, one pause before going into the future. Um, I got to backtrack because one of your, close friends and colleagues who I've come to love, Brandon Donaldson, um, just a wonderful human being. He and I have got to know each other over the last few years. And I remember he and I uh, talking about how Fatech Uversion can collaborate on on a few different ideas. And we were exploring a whole bunch of stuff. COVID hits. 
Yeah. You guys released this little thing called Church Online Platform. Yeah. I never heard from Brandon again. Well, that's not fully true, <laughs> but like it kind of went silent a little bit. And yeah. I was like, Brandon, what happened? He goes, oh, oh, I got to tell you this. Can you just share briefly yeah. the Church yeah. Online Platform, what that was? Because, I mean, yeah. again, yeah. I feel like that's one of these amazing, cool God stories of aligning timing with what you guys had. Yeah, so so a little expansion of that of that story, and I'll try to make it really quick. But but Church Online platform, actually, so we launched Church Online as a church in 2006. Um, in 2010, um, we were having so many. I mean, it was the number one request from other churches from us of like, how do we do this? We wanna we wanna have church online. So so in 2010 is when we released Church Online as a platform and gave that freely available to any church in the world that wanted mm-hmm. it. So we actually launched Church Online platform in 2010 okay. and and continued to update and iterate and improve and and it was a steady growth, um, all sorts of you know the challenges behind, but kind of a steady you know a steady adoption rate and a growth um, and a growth. Um, what a what an interesting part of the story that you're talking about, I think, is that um, we were we were like like chugging along with our internal version three of it, and mm-hmm. and it was barely hanging on. But in software dev and all of that, it's like duct tape it, make it work. And right. we were building we were building version four, um, and and trying to get that out. We launched version four literally, I think, three weeks before COVID happened. Um, and, And that was like the, again, just God's story. Because if that wouldn't have happened, what I'm about to describe would have never been reality. But version four got out the door. Life Church beta tested it and ran it, and we had many other our amazing partners and churches mm-hmm. that we were working with. That got that out the you know out of the gate, and then the world shut down and right. church turned into digital. Um, and and like you're you're Canadian, so so hockey is your world. So this is hockey stick. Um, so the the amount of churches that that just adopted you know church online platform was astronomical, and so that's what happened. And um, like literally we we shifted church resources because our campuses were shut down right um, but all things virtual was going was going crazy so literally staff reallocation um, that were that were campus resources were now doing support calls with churches that were trying right. to use church online and just you know turned totally into a, a digital org um, if you will at that time frame mm. and and just the beauty of being able to help churches, mm hold church um when when their doors were closed um how many churches um, now do you have the numbers on like how many are roughly using church online platform which again for clarity we're just talking about like you uh, the whole experience of church is this digital experience you're logging in you're able to do chat and encourage people to pray and do church 
bulletin type of stuff and you're watching you know the worship experience and all live stream there's so many cool integrations into yeah. that but just as a quick note so people understand what that is yep. but what's the yep 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 yeah it's the full kind of platform the that, that, that that enables that enables that I, I, last time i i mean we're we're just below like what what's important to us is like how many active churches you know what what is mm. what's kind of that week that weekly active and i think we're just under around 15,000 uh, 15,000 active churches 15, that are using that platform churches yeah yeah so, so yeah uh, it's again it's just one of those stories of like you guys like appreciate your leadership love you terry god was doing something <laughs> clearly that yeah. was like, all right, I'm I'm going to position these guys for this thing for this time, you know. Um, and so just to be like, um, just to see again, that's the cool story of you know your story, Terry, and all these different things happening through Life Church and U Version is just like, this is a God story, you it, know, it of like yeah. God working and um, for whatever reason. You know, choosing you guys along the way in these key moments um, yeah. is is cool to see. So yeah, yeah, we, praise God for that. that. At the very beginning, that's the narrative I wanted everybody to hear. This is God. Um, but what what I also remind my team over and over and over is is that I I don't know why, but but starting in Genesis all the way, like, like God has chosen to partner with humanity to to mm. to move in in people and so so he could do all of this on his own but he actually chooses um the human project uh and and to you know to to move things forward with humanity and so i think that 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 partnership of understanding that is is um if if our organizations and our teams aren't prepared you know like there's this partnership of of um, God is doing his thing and his story is all along this. Um, but I, I, I look back and I'm just so thankful that, um, that we just happen to be positioned and ready and in a posture yep. of God use us and we're here and, and, yeah. and it's that, that dynamic, you know, that dynamic, um, that's, that's super important, you know, along those lines, Dallas yeah, Willard. And I don't think if we if we undervalue too the key there you just said you know we were we said at the beginning that the, the Galatians passage mm. serve one another humbly and love you know and yeah. some people go well why isn't my story Terry's story in terms of you version and all this this growth and everything and and yeah God chooses whoever He chooses for reasons He chooses but at the same time. He calls us to posture ourselves yes. a certain way to humanity, yep. and yep. the if if we're just reflecting on like why isn't this thing growing or why isn't this thing happening, sometimes we need to go okay, is my posture towards this thing one idolatry? Uh, am I trying to grow this thing so that I'm talking on a podcast one day telling the story of some sort of hockey stick growth thing? You know, is that what we're after? Is right. it because we want to make the name for ourselves or we want the money associated with it? Or like, what? what's the, like, and, the, and so I think even anyone listening, because again, what's cool about Fate Tech communities, we have a whole bunch of people that think innovatively and want to build stuff and create stuff and want to see tech leverage for kingdom work. Man, 
heart check. Yeah. Like, where are yeah. we at with this? What's the vision? What's the purpose for it? And obviously that's going to, would have been a tension for you guys all along your story, um, as it is mine. And, um, but continuously seeking out God to say, how Lord, help me humbly love one another, not for my fame and glory, but for yours. Right. And that's the kind that's of right. men and women I think God desires to partner mm-hmm. with to do really big stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll. Uh, I'll, I'll save it. You said you wanted to talk about it, um, but my my next. I'm working it out. Um, but my next Tove article is everything you just described, and so nice. so I'll, I'll talk a little bit. about We'll that go later into on. it. We'll come back to you version yeah, yeah, yeah. future well, next so, Tove. So I've been tracking yeah. with you. Um, anyone who's listening now, Terry um, does something called dispatch, and he's. You're just sharing what the Lord puts on your heart with, you know, mm-hmm. through an email newsletter, which I read. And and so I've been reading what you've been putting out lately around this idea of Tove. So I, I just, mm-hmm. I was like, can you just pause and let's, like, what are you learning there around, uh, I'm, yeah. I won't unpack it. So what, what yeah, do you learn yeah, when yeah. you say Tove? Yeah. Like, what, what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. So Tov, T-O-V, is Hebrew, and and it's it's translated in our human in our in our English language um, as good. So if you think through Genesis, you know every time God created and it was good, it was Tov, it was Tov, it was Tov, and then and then when all creation was done, it was Tov Miod, which is it was very good. Or or, or as uh, as Tim Mackey in the Bible Project Miod is muchness and so so it was like a, a, a all good 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 um, and so so that is tove it was good but but the disservice that our English language does for us is that when we hear good you know I'm like this water is good the coffee okay. is good um, it doesn't it doesn't really quantify what the Hebrew word tove was trying to do as God was kind of saying uh, through creation mm-hmm. what it means um, from a Hebrew standpoint tove is that it is fulfilling the purpose as it was created is what tove, what good from that fulfills the purpose in which it was created. Mm-hmm. So if you mentally go back to, to Genesis and you go through that and all of those things and it was good, it's not actually saying it was good. It was saying this is fulfilling the purpose in which God created it wow. and therefore that is good. And so... The whole concept that's going on inside of me and what I'm writing about now is is how how does from a leadership standpoint like like Tove leadership is what I'm writing about you know what makes good leadership different than just leadership and and so what I start with is that that it fulfills the purpose and it which it was created as the very first one that I wrote about, which was two dispatches ago to kind of mm-hmm. set the framework yeah. along, you know, along those lines. Um, and so, so what, what my next one is going to be, um, kind of what you, what you were just talking about is the, the tension that I believe that humanity fights with what we all fight with, um, kind of comes down into who God created us to be. Mm-hmm. And so our unique gifting and calling that we have been given um, 
is is critically important to be a Tove leader. And and there's so many things I'm working out, and and I just don't have yet. Uh, I haven't written it yet. But in that is what you were just kind of talking about, is that that humility and and what I'm working through with that is like our true self and our false self, and what those mm-hmm. things look like. And and in a world today that desire certain things, um, for for example, you know, like. Greatly, I mean, he's on the news every day. There's the Elon Musks, and there are all of these type things, and there's these people that we can respect and maybe even go a little further than respect and and like put on a pedestal. But the challenge with that is, is like when when we as a Christian leader and all of those, like we no longer like are comfortable with who God made us to be, and this is what what. I'm designed to do and I start getting pulled into well this is where where I'm getting affirmation from or this is what my organization or whatever I'm a part of honors and all of this and so I start shifting out of who I've been made to be and I start playing into a false self of where I'm getting the wrong type of validation the wrong type of things and my motives are wrong and that standpoint and I wake up a shell of a person because I'm trying to pretend and I have a mask on and I'm this yeah. type of a leader now. Um, and and it may have got me up the rung and I may have gotten multiple promotions because I know what makes my boss happy and I know what my or, mm. but, but I'm not fulfilling what God called me to be. Mm. Um, so that's, that's what I'm working through, you know, in my, in my next, uh, you know, my next writing and, and how to center ourselves in that space and mm. and be be who God created us to be is mm. because there's only one there is no i mean there's no other Terry Storch in the world and yeah. i've been created for a purpose um and and i need to be that um and you and and so but, and i think but, what's so key though in that language Terry is in some of these conversations, sometimes for me, the danger goes to the worldly view of like, just be yourself or be, you be you or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. I think the key was the line you just said, which was like, who God, God created cre- you to yep. be. And those yep. are different, they right? Are. Because the world, the world, the culture, the, you know, because when yeah. I say the world, I'm thinking the enemy is of the flesh. God says, yep. There's Satan, the, yeah. the, um, there's the flesh, and then there's the world. Yeah. The world will normalize the lies from Satan. Yeah. And one of those is that whoever you think you are, that's who you need to be and express to the world. And yeah. Yeah. The, what's yeah. complicated about that is there's this element of truth in that, which is like, mm-hmm. don't, don't buy into the definition of whatever culture says you should be. Yeah. But yep. to create your own identity is contrary to the Bible. The Bible yep. says yep. your identity is in Christ, in Christ and he actually 100%. gives you, like he actually defines yep. for you in scripture who we are, you know, yep. as his yep. children, and as creators. And, um, and so, man, I'm so thankful yeah. you're diving into this stuff because yeah. I think you're also hitting on a... Uh, cultural moment conversation too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is yeah. messy and complex, and there's like half truths 
you know that that Satan loves half truths, man. It does. Man. So that's like yeah. what you're always going to be trying to, to weed through it. So for you to bring this, like, no, you be you is fundamentally you be who God called you God to called be. You to be. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I call him my man. digital mentor cause I've never met him. Um, I've never met him. I, I, I hope to one day, but, uh, John Mark Comer, mm. um, just, just speaks to my heart. And one of his latest podcasts I was listening to, he, he goes deep into desire, um, and, and how, how, how destructive elements of desire can be. And he kind of broke it down of like, we need to really understand that our deepest desire that we have is not the one that we respond from. Like our, my deepest desire is to follow Jesus and to be his disciple and all of those type things. But that, unfortunately, and how human, humans are created will never be the loudest of the desires. So mm-hmm. we've, we've got to figure out how to navigate the world that lives inside of us of those desires mm-hmm. um, to to fend off, you know, a lot of those wrong desires, but they're going to be way louder than the deepest desire. <laughs> you know, the, the desire for the latest iPhone that's going to be coming out, you know, is here, but, and, and it's going to feel way louder than my deepest desire to be an apprentice to Jesus. And so he's got some great language around that. And, and, and yeah, that, that desire to, to be unique and to be, um, who we are comes from God alone of how he made us. But a downside to that desire is you be you and I'm going to run right. this way right. and, and separated from, from who God created us to be. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, there, there's obviously a tension in that, that. So um, what, what's re- really unique then in my mind, this connection makes sense, but we'll see is. So one one of the things I'm starting to learn about doing this podcast, Terry, is that I'm not personally all that interested in just kind of knowing the latest technology. What I'm really passionate about is the heart of humanity and mm-hmm. um, helping us understand, again, who we are in Christ and, and the, the condition of the human heart. And I'm always kind of after that. And mm-hmm. I think what's so cool about this, these conversations, and, and I'm almost like learning what this podcast is really becoming and journeying with this, which is technology and this digital life is like one of the most powerful motifs to help us understand the human condition right now. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the fascinating things when I get into the, the modern culture of kind of that hyper individualism and, and, and centeredness is the role that the iPhone plays in it. Mm-hmm. Like I recently was preaching and I said, um, it, it was like a realization while I was preaching. I was like, Oh, it's called the iPhone and the iPad and the iPod. And I'm like, Oh, like as I'm publicly talking about this, I'm like, Oh, that's such a simple thing, but it is like, these have literally it's not the Wii phone and the Wii pad and it's it's literally like designed for individual use mm-hmm. and so you have to work almost against that to make it social sometimes and make it yeah. community based and so I would love now I'm now I'm going into you version again because I'm mm-hmm. curious because of your heart and I know that you guys think so deeply on all of this you know around how this technology could be harming people or gamification mm-hmm. within it. And, yeah. you know, yeah. do we want to keep like every tech co- company's trying to figure out how do I keep p- 
keep more people on our devices yeah. so that we get better numbers so we can make better ads and make more money. Yeah. Yeah. Man, how are you guys thinking all this out? Like, you know, from the the individual use, are there ways that you mitigate that or you know, just I don't know if there's some ways you guys are thinking around some of the complicated and, and difficult sides of mm-hmm. having a a Bible on an individual's, you know, phone, for example. Yeah, well, it, it may shock your listeners, um, but it's like there's not a day that goes by that I think about is like, man, can I just get by with a flip phone, throw all of this stuff away, <laughs> and just move no to the doubt. most remote area in the world and just shut it all off? You know, I, I don't I, think there's I just a day read, that goes by. I just wrote a Wired my, my, uh, Wired um, magazine article. Um, lady named Me- Megan, I, I'm forgetting her last name, writes this thing cloud support every every month of their edition and her latest article she said we all secretly desire something along these lines of we all secretly desire to know less almost this idea of like we all want to just live somewhere where we talk to nobody or very few people know very little about what's going on and live this hyper hyper simple life so there resonates it's it's (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's no longer it's no longer around, but there was a funny sitcom, you know, uh, called Parks and Rec, um, and there was a character. There was a character in Parks and Rec that the second he was on his computer, um, and the second like something that he searched for, like an ad or something, showed up on his computer, he literally ripped it off of his desk, and then the next scene is they show him and he throws it in the garbage, <laughs> um, and it's just hilarious. Um, there's gifts about that and. Um, so, so, so yeah, as, as the version guy and all of those types of things, like that hits me every single day and, and probably half of my personal Bible consumption is with a paper Bible, mm-hmm. um, for some of these very reasons of, of me just wanting a different experience and an analog experience and that it's about half of my, my consumption is in an analog, you know, in an analog world. Um, and there's just something beautiful and precious, you know, about that, you know, about that experience. Um, I think it's one of the things that I'm, I, I, I love the pure motive that we, I mean, it's like, 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 like the attention um, economy is built around economics. Mm. There is zero economic motive for version um, for someone being in the app. Zero. We get paid nothing for it. Um, mm. So, so I, I love that pure and heart. That's, you know, that's from because that. it's d- donation. It's all donation. Yeah. There is zero monetization around that. There is no selling of user data or any, I mean, no motivation for you or me to be in the app um, outside of our mission, which is to help people, you know, help people seek intimacy with, with God. That's it. That's what we're all about. And so, so I think that's what allows me to sleep good at night, you know, and, you know, and those, and those pieces, but, but there are some realities that, that we do fight and that we, that we, we are very in tune with of just the, the, the digital distractions and, and this, 
ever-present staring at a device and what um, what we don't even know today um, of, of how that's going to impact generations and what we're going to learn from those studies. Um, so, so those are all very, very, very important to us. Um, and, and so like, like wins for us are, are people engaging and, and having a, 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 a true intimate relationship with Jesus in all reality. It doesn't matter to us where that's happening. If if that's happening on new version, great. If that's happening in a in a in a digital in another digital Bible, great. We don't view we don't view any other digital Bibles as competition. Um, that doesn't exist for us. A paper Bible is not competition. Kind of like Netflix's competition is you sleeping. Um, right. We love you sleeping. Um, and so 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 I think that heart and that motive is just pure and different for us. Um, and so, so that's a, that's a driver in our ecosystem. Um, if, if we, um, if we look at what is like competition for us, you know, from that standpoint, um, it would just be anything that's going to naturally get in, in our user's way of having access to God's word. Um, we, we want it to be, um, be accessible. We desire God's word to, to be a living part of your regular day. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't, um, we don't apologize for like getting in your way and, and, mm-hmm. and being there because we know so many others are fighting for your attention that are going to not bring life. Mm-hmm. Um, um, God's not you version, God's word is going to bring life into your life. Um, and so we're unapologetic of, of bringing it to the center point and just that, that helpful friend that, Hey, we're here. Um, and, and do you need, you know, do you need, it's like that communal side of like, like, Hey, we're, 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 we're here for you. Um, and that's, that's what we work hard in. Um, we do try and and learn um, from all of the things that corporate and big tech and all of those use to suck you know the life out of you in in an Instagram feed and all of this. Like, what can we learn about what works about that and and strip away the unhealthy parts and how do we bring in the valuable learning lessons of what can we do to help you know help people that desire to uh, um, to be deeper into God's word how can we help them accomplish that how do you then do that discernment so I think mm-hmm. that's a really interesting moment which is yep. We take in, you know, there's God's common grace. So he's he's yeah. giving all sorts of knowledge and insight to all sorts of people. Despite anything we've done or believe, God gives all sorts of great learnings and knowledge, right? So you and I even having this conversation, yeah. there's been all sorts of evil people that have contributed to the technology to make this conversation happen. Mm-hmm. But we get to leverage it for this awesome purpose today. You guys are looking at that going, how do we take from that? But then, like you said, there's a stripping away of what you think isn't useful. Yeah. How do you make that discernment moment? Because I think yeah. that's one of those, like, 
key pieces in all of this that I know I'm wrestling through, a lot of our community, a lot of churches, a lot of ministries, a lot of people creating technology are going, what's that discernment wisdom piece look like? How, how yeah. do you guys yeah. do well, that? Well, number one, a word that you used in there was grace, which is really important because we need it because we're not mm. going to get it right every time. Um, and so great grace for our own mistakes. Um, mm. um, my, uh, not to, 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 to accidentally go back and plug it. It's not a plug, but, uh, my, my second Tove leadership, um, connected what I believe, um, is a heart of a great leader is that our leadership, um, and, and our, um, our walk with Christ or our, our, our spiritual development or uh, so many different words and language that you can do kind of run on this parallel track. And so so I, I say that because in all of this, it is bathed in prayer. It is bathed in, in God, I need your wisdom. I need your discernment. I need, you know, all of those. It's where our team's headspace is. Um, so approaching that with, with care um, and so some perfect examples, you know, that I'll go into is like, like streaks, if you will. That is, that's, that's kind of often the, the like trigger for certain, you know, for certain people because there's so much built into that. Right. I'll start with the fact that there has never been a feature that we have launched on version that has, has had more impact on driving more people to to re-engage in the Bible app than streaks. So it's uh-huh. like on one hand, it's like, wow, like it worked. People are coming <laughs> back. But at the exact same time, conversations that we that we are having and how we how we continue to iterate on that and and build on that, we absolutely know Elements of what you can do with gamifications and streaks and all of that are basically built on a shame and a guilt culture, um, which which spin that. And it's like that is that is an angle we're not going to go down. I'm not going to bring you know shame and and play that game along you know along those lines. Yeah. How how can I how can I continue to think about this feature set and those without things that I know that will shame people into. To it, but that kind of goes down uh, an avenue that we just don't feel like the, the motives there are pure and 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 right. So, how do we build that in a way that's not going to trigger some of those shame and guilt cultures and all of those type mm-hmm. things? And and that's where it gets nuanced, and that's where it, that that that's where we 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 internally debate and talk through and and try and land in mm. you know try and land in the best way that we can you know it to sounds lean like too, into those and it sounds like too then you guys are like when that feature any feature comes out or new product there's a discernment stage there's you know you guys are thinking some of these questions through like it sounds like you're integrating those right into the journey of building the product is, is that like real practically yeah. are these like absolutely are these structured conversations or is it more just like we trust the posture of our team and so it automatically comes out um 
I, I say both and is that it is in our culture, you know, so so mm. so those elements, um, it is in our culture. So there, it's it's a culture of, of trust. It's a culture of empowerment. Mm. Um, and and a lot of that is, again, based on on who's on our team we you know and just the 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 heart of where they're at but it's also it's also a wide open uh culture of pushback and feedback and Mm. and you know many of these you know many of these we want to create a space for any of our team that's like man i don't like this i don't think this is what we ought to be doing it's like great let's talk about that what where are you thinking what's your head you know where's your head on that why why do you feel that and creating a an open dialogue for those conversations to happen mm-hmm. um and so we can we can work through that and and wrestle with that and mm-hmm. and and use all of that as discernment for for okay here's here's where mm-hmm. i think we ought to go this is this is what you know where where we need to be in that and and again i i am uh, I, I am humble enough to know that we haven't gotten it right everywhere um, but um, but i i I can say without a shadow of a doubt our our heart will always be in the right place for that mm-hmm. um, and and we'll we'll respond accordingly from that and so uh, um, cool. we're definitely not perfect. Yeah, yeah. So maybe our last two questions before we wrap up. Um, coming back to the future, you know, what's mm-hmm. what's ahead for you guys? Uh, yeah. Even unpacking the, the church piece, so. coming back to that. Um, and then the last question, Terry, will just be like, man, what, what, what can we do as a community to come alongside you guys, support yeah. what you're doing? You know, we're a community of people passionate about Jesus and technology, whether that's from deeply thinking all the way to building, creating, contributing mm-hmm. to what you guys are building, um, kind of the two part there. Yeah. 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 So, so, uh, um, I think 30 minutes ago you asked me about you version for churches and here we are. Um, and Love, so, it. So, Love it. So, so, so yeah, where you version version is just one component, but uh, there's so much, I'll just keep it, I'll keep it in that space of the future. And so, Mm-hmm. Um, um, partnerships um, is the the um, the 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 silent partner, if you will, of where um, where our success comes from. Is that you version outside of God? Yes, has to be that. Next is our partners. We would not mm. be where we are without our partners, our content partners, our Bible partners. Mm. Um, and we celebrate them, and they are the unspoken heroes. So I try and speak about them as much as I can. Mm. And and a deep, deep, deep new partner of ours. Um, and and we've had aspects of this. We've had U version events, and we've had um, other areas of our Life Church team that's been totally focused on serving the church with Church Online Platform and all of that. But mm. but integrating that into into U version and U version for churches is fairly new, and so a huge part of our future. Um, we, we, we don't say this externally, but I know a lot of your, your audience is kind of from that business mindset is that the B to B or M to M, the ministry to ministry, you know, side is, is, is the new space for us. And so how do we serve as a ministry 
other ministries really well. So there's the B2C, which is you and me and using the using the app and that side, but this whole new space of serving the the larger body, the partners and the mm-hmm. churches is this whole new framework that um, that we're going down. And the heart there goes totally back to your your thinking when you when you realize the I and iPhone um, mm-hmm. is that um, that that what we can often forget um, our, our our Hebrew roots of where all of this came from is that that all of scripture reading was done in community. It's very right. modern for us to to even yes. think that this happens individually. That's very modern in the grand scope of, you know, mm-hmm. of of Christianity and 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 following Jesus. It's massive time frame was all in community. Um, and so so the church if you will um, is all of us, but one one representation of the capital C church is the lowercase church, um, and we want to serve churches globally really, really well with Scripture and with the Bible, and extend our platform to churches all over the world. Um, the last that I looked, um, we launched Uversion for Churches a couple weeks ago, and. And I think we're at 43 or 44 countries already represented uh, um, within, you know, within within the app. And our heart there is is some internal language we that we have that our senior pastor um, Craig Rochelle has kind of driven through our church. Um, is the reminder is that there's 168 hours uh, in a week, mm-hmm. and for the most part. People that decide to go to church, which is already, you know, a a debatable percentage of how many are doing that, most of them are giving an hour a week, you know, to their relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. So what we talk about is what do we do with the 167? You know, if they're in church one out, what do we do with the 167? And we want to do our best to extend our platform of version to other churches to help with the 167. How do those churches leverage version to get them engaged in the Bible, to create reading plans, create community? Um, and I can tell you all sorts of things that we're ideating around, but yeah. it's it's really helping foster that communal part that happens one hour a week in the building or whatever that may be. How do we help that 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 discipleship, that spiritual journey um, for churches to connect with that 167? Um, that's the heart behind it. We we've launched a very few amount of features. Um, that are available for that now, and and there'll be a a heartbeat of growth and what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be doing within that, and then an inverse that's not um, nearly as accessible um, for the the consumer looking at you know finding their church and connecting with a plan and all of that. What what we want to do for the pastors and for the churches is a part of this tool that we launched is called Insights. And what we want to help bring to the churches is insights of their community. So right now, churches have insights of 
all of Uversion as a whole and totality of like what what are global search trends, what are people looking for, right. what are we you know from from a macro standpoint, what what we want to do is boil all of that down into a anonymized private, so no PII, none of that is being released, but. If churches and pastors can see, oh my gosh, in my community, in my church alone, the the top search is anxiety, and the top reading plans are around suicide or whatever. It's like, can those insights from a data help shift 100%. what what is preached on the pulpit, you know, or what's happening 100%. in their church? So we want to lift that up and help partner with the church. Um, and help them with their insights and what's going on in their community, um, leveraging technology for a pure way that way. And I, again, with a with a highly tech uh, community here, I want to again highlight anonymized, private, right, right. N- none, you know, no, no sensitive, you know, issue. And it's opt in, and we're very very clear with how we use data and how we don't. Um, and so that's a little bit of cool. pathway of what's what's coming with churches. Cool. And then as we wrap up, Terry, um, you know, already I'm thinking of all these things that we can chat post podcast here around ways we can keep our conversations over the years going around partnering together and building stuff together. But uh, in the meantime, you know, say someone's listening to this and they're yeah. like, man, I've I'm a software developer or I've got a marketing background or I've got yeah. a project management background. Is there a vehicle um, that they can uh, at least even touch base with you guys and figure out a way to stay in touch with what you're doing uh, or, or contribute in some way yeah. at this stage? Is there a vehicle for that? Yeah. Um, and so, so you version is all on the social channels. And so, you know, so those are, those are ways, those are ways to follow. Um, I'm sure in the notes and all of that, you'll give people ways to, to connect with me. Yeah. They're, they're happy to do that. Um, there are all sorts of outlets for, for people to engage with our team and serve with our mm-hmm. team. Um, in many different capacities from non-tech to, I mean, we've got thousands and thousands of translators all over the world that help mm-hmm. translate every word, um, not scripture that happens in a different way, but, but all of the other stuff. Um, um, so we've got tons of volunteers there. You talk about marketing. We, we are in an expansion on a global scale to how do we, how do we shift some of the natural things that happen um, on version out of uh, American context and then translated? We really are on this massive growth scale to how do things actually happen out of local country and be much mm-hmm. more relevant. And so we're doing that. I'm sure there are many people all over the world that may may want to embark in that, and we'd love to talk yeah. to them. Um, the the our, our team's continuing to grow. We've got a, over 150 team members today, and in the next you know five plus year or four plus years, we we see that looking more like 450. Um, and so we've got lots and lots and lots of open slots that people that yeah. have a heart for what we do and 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 a kingdom effort there's lots of job opportunities you know from that standpoint so lots of volunteer opportunities that we can get people engaged with all the yeah. way to man I want to I want to be a part of this mission and join it and um yeah. everywhere in between and so cool um, oh, that's so, yeah. great yeah. thanks Terry and 
yeah i know uh even following this time we get to hang out um we'll uh we'll keep the conversation going on maybe ways we can keep uh serving and supporting and connecting more people into what you guys are doing because it's just such a shared shared heart between what you guys are doing and what we're we're doing and and so just love it um appreciate you um thankful for the time we we first met and then conversations all between and then keeping it going now and um just love your heart terry love um what you guys are doing i love so much too that you guys are seeking out to be so um um i guess the fancy word is the intentional but i'm really after like really trying to say where's god all along the way how do we bring in in the things we build this really redemptive posture um and so just for to hear more of that and to know that's what sits underneath you know what you guys are doing is uh, is awesome lastly though are you still using the digerati title anywhere is anyone digerati no i dropped that um the 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 vanity license plates in oklahoma are really inexpensive like others and i I, every every time i renew that i'm thinking about you know maybe i put detrati on my license you know just to kind of have a little bit of the roots but uh no 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 it uh it 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 uh it it it, um, it's been buried, if you will. And all so, right. All but, right. Uh, well, maybe may, one day, huh? In the next resurrection. Four you know. out of those 400, <laughs> you know, in four years yeah. from now, just got to at yeah. least let one person yeah. did your Audi pastor somewhere. I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm, oh. I'm totally willing to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in that season of life with all of this gray hair. It's like, like, right. like past the torch. And there you so, go. So if uh, anyone so. listening right now, you're like, that's it. That's my calling. Yeah. The title did your Audi pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Reach out to Terry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh, it's, it can be yours. Absolutely. Hey, man. Thank All you right. so Blessings, much, Blessings, Terry. Love. Thanks, man. Blessings. So that's my conversation with Terry. Terry, man, thanks so much for taking the time. Appreciate that. And, yeah, if you guys, like Terry said, want to get plugged in, definitely find a way to get involved with version and all the stuff that Life Church is trying to do from a technology standpoint. If you want to keep conversations like this going, so much encourage you to go faithtech.com. There's ways to find a local faith tech community. Uh, we eat together. We learn together. We build and create together under Faith Tech Labs. And so get plugged in. If you don't find Faith Tech in your local city, join Faith Tech online. It's a community, again, meeting regularly to try to learn together, build together. And so I encourage you to do that too. And then finally, uh, yeah, we're still getting going here, everyone. So um, really, if, if this is useful at all, um, if you can just give a shout out online or tell a friend, um, again, not so that we just get more numbers, uh, just going off of the conversation Terry and I just had, I'm really after people processing all this stuff deeply, including myself to discern how we can live in this digital world and leverage technology and figure out how it's shaping and changing us so that we can live more like Christ in this world. So um, if you can give a shout out or encourage someone to, to, to listen in, I think it'll help them. I really do. So uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.